of Michigan's Life Beat podcast. Today, Emily is joining me, and Chris is a slacker and not joining us. In his defense, we're working on, we're doing this on a Thursday. Yes. Normally, we record on a Friday. So we'll give him kindness now, but tomorrow is Good Friday. Happy Easter and all that wonderful jazz. And so we'll excuse him on a holiday. Very true. We will not be here tomorrow. So I guess it, I guess it makes sense. This week, we're going to be talking about a couple states, specifically Florida, Oklahoma, and Kentucky, who have passed pro-life laws, which are great, and they're getting prepared for Roe to hopefully be overturned in June, maybe sooner, who knows. Um, so they are preparing for those for that to happen. And then we're also going to throw it back to a little segment that we used to do. We haven't done it in a while, I don't think. Um, I was gone for two weeks, so. We haven't done it in a couple months, I don't think. Oh, my goodness. But um, things ProBorts say, and this is, I think we found them both on Twitter. So we'll end the episode podcast with those. But first, we're going to start with couple of the states doing some awesome things with their laws so i guess we'll start with florida they did it this week right or today well right? yeah so governor desantis signed today their ban on abortions after 15 weeks gestation uh, this is of course being done because the mississippi case that's sitting in the supreme court that we're waiting some of us patiently some of us not so patiently um for a decision, it concerns a Mississippi law that bans abortion after 15 weeks. And so a lot of states are preparing for any eventual outcome of what happens with that case. So it could be that the Supreme Court says you can have an abortion ban at 15 weeks. The Supreme Court could say, which we hope they will say, hey, Roe v. Wade is terrible law because it's not supposed to be a law. So let's get rid of the entire thing. You know, I think most people at this point are kind of expecting and hoping that they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, and we're hoping. There are some who are, are panicking. Well, there are some pro-abortion people that are expecting them to mm-hmm. because they realize that it's highly possible that they're going to. And so... I guess we should just be prepared in case they don't, which is why we we say the different circumstances that could happen. But I think majority of people think it's going to get overturned. That seems to be the general yes opinion. consensus. Even though we shouldn't rely on the Supreme Court because they have failed us multiple times. So and we're hopeful though. We're this, hopeful. This issue shouldn't even be at the Supreme Court in the first no. place. No. So. It started badly in 73 when they took up a case they should not have even taken up. So that was their first mistake. Well, they did it twice. They rejected it, and then they decided to take it up. But So Florida, 15-week abortion ban, went through their House, went through their Senate. Governor DeSantis signed it today. Congratulations to the state of Florida. Welcome to the club of states that bans abortions after 15 weeks. I think a theme you'll see with all of these states is that all of their uh, their governors signed all of these laws into place, which is awesome that we have so many. Not all of them. Spoiler alert. Kentucky. Oh, 
You're saying Michigan. Well, no, because Kentucky, the governor, did not sign it. Oh, yep. He, okay. We'll get to that one. Yeah, so spoiler but, alert, foreshadowing. But most of them have their governors signing these laws into place. And so we were just talking earlier. We're really thankful that we don't have to get any laws signed into place because um, our governor would would not sign them whatsoever. In fact, she's doing the opposite. But if you want to learn about that, watch last, last week's episode. Or listen, because you can't watch it. But either way. That is true. <laughs> listen while you're driving and watch the road. There's a good compromise. Yes. <laughs> So next state is Kentucky, and like Emily said, the governor, they brought it to the governor. A 15-week abortion ban. And the governor vetoed it. And then what happened? Well, the pro-life majority, large majority in the Kentucky House and the Kentucky Senate said, hey, Mr. Governor, no. So they voted (laughs) to override the governor's veto, and... Kentucky will have a 15-week abortion ban. Um, So, which is very rare that we see a legislator override either a governor's veto. I, we've probably only seen it a handful of times at the federal level. Um, I'm trying, I'm racking my brain right now trying to think of a time when Congress overrode a president's veto, and I'm coming up blank. It's probably happened once or twice. Lightning does strike twice in the same place occasionally. Um, So it's very encouraging to see that the people of Kentucky elected people who stood up for their values, and those people are making the decisions. They're not saying no to adversity, and they're standing up for life. So... These, these two laws in, in Kentucky and in Florida are a big step. They join now a handful of states that have banned abortion after 15 weeks, getting prepared for There's been dubs. quite a few, actually, it seems like. Yes. And um, here in Michigan, and we've said this a couple of times before, but it, it bears be, being repeated, it's our ban on abortions here in Michigan – first passed in 1846. It was updated into the penal code and made a felony in 1931. Because of our 1973 Michigan Supreme Court case, People v. Bricker, which the governor wants to ignore, um, (laughs) that Supreme Court decision said our law is enforceable to the extent that the U.S. Supreme Court allows it to be enforced. So it makes our law a moving scale. Um, So if abortion is banned after 15 weeks in the u.s the u.s supreme court says hey you can ban abortion at 15 weeks michigan has in the dobbs case in the dobbs case then michigan has a 15-week abortion ban um so that's why if you follow us on social media a lot of the time on facebook there will be a post about these states who are passing abortion bans and saying congratulations welcome to the club because it's a great big club and we Mm -hmm. want more in them and i think i saw somewhere there's 26 states that either have trigger laws or they already have pre-existing laws and so i'm sure that makes the list the list is growing now because of these states that have passed these 15 week abortion bans but that's over half of the states in the u.s that are now being pro-life and standing up for it after 50 years which is awesome to see very encouraging to see yes so I mean, the the abortion lobby all the time, they like to say, well, 
polls say that the majority mm-hmm. of Americans are in support of Roe v. Roe v. Wade. And it's like, okay, well, where are you doing this poll? What question are you asking? If you look at actual polls that ask real questions, a super majority of Americans are against abortion in the third trimester. Like that is fact has stayed the same for decades. And if you look at the population, California, New York, Illinois, now Maryland, Colorado, like these places have a large, large chunk of the U.S. population. Mm-hmm. So if half of the people in California are in support of unlimited abortion for any reason, and you're polling in California or in New York, where they tend to poll, of course your results are going to be that way. But as we've seen with all of these states who are banning abortion, who have pre-existing abortion bans that they've protected, like here in Michigan, you find that, oh, it's not actually close how these numbers are coming out. Half the country does not support unlimited abortion. It's the majority of the country is about restricting abortion or, like the next state we're going to talk about, Oklahoma, and here in Michigan, get rid of it altogether. Yeah, so Oklahoma has by far the most pro-life law that they just passed between these three states that we're mentioning. They are banning abortion completely, very similar to our law that we have from 1846. Um, It's a complete ban, correct? There's no... The only exception is to save the life of the mother, which is the same exception we have here. Yes, so that one passed or signed by the governor, Signed by the governor. Okay. Um, and we don't know, you said those go into effect at the end of terms or... I would have to read the law specifically because laws very rarely go into effect immediately upon signing. There's a grace period, um, like the Texas Heartbeat Act. There was six months between when the bill was signed and when it became the law. So they will either be enacted, enforceable this fall or next the beginning of next term if roe v wade is over it'll be after the dobbs decision yes they couldn't be enforced anyway Mm -hmm. but that is amazing news um hopefully we'll hear about some more states throughout the months as we're we're getting close to the dobbs decision yeah i mean we are almost halfway through april and the supreme court term ends at the end of june so yeah um and and we've heard that they might release it early yes there were a lot of people saying it would be coming this month Mm -hmm. uh, simply because the court wouldn't want to do it so close to midterm elections um who knows it could come any day it hasn't yet come today and we're past the time when they release opinions so i'm gonna pretty safely is there a certain day that or a certain time or day of the week or whatever that they release them so the court usually releases opinions either on a monday or a thursday okay um and if you are interested in tracking the supreme court there's a really good way to figure out when they're releasing opinions and get it right when it happens um there's a website called the scotus blog so it's the supreme court of the united states blog It's a bunch of legal analysts who their entire job is just tracking the court. They have live feeds every time there's a the court says it's going to be announcing opinions. But sometimes they say, hey, we're going to release opinions today. Everyone is all excited like they were on the 4th of April. 
and they release one opinion. So <laughs> sometimes they'll release four, five, or six. It just depends on what they have at that moment in time. Or some don't they kind of tease a little bit and say, oh, we're releasing a big opinion today, and then it's it's not that big. Didn't they do that a couple months well, ago? They, Everyone got very excited. Yes, that does happen, but that's more people's assumptions of what the court is going to do rather than the court purposefully toying with people. Um, I don't know if they have that kind of, um, I wouldn't say social media presence, but that kind of almost sarcastic yeah. vindictiveness. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I can interpret that they do, but that's really me projecting my own personality onto the proceedings <laughs> of the Supreme Court. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know, all of these, not I don't know, but all of these states that have been passing abortion restrictions and regulations in the last couple of months, we've had a couple of states with Down syndrome abortion bans that have gone through and been signed. Um, just last year, not last year, it's 2022. In 2020, the state of Louisiana passed by over 70% in their general election a constitutional amendment that bans abortion. Um, I've seen been a, lot a lot of them have been banning abortion pills. A lot of telemedicine. Yeah. Um, Missouri did a telemedicine abortion ban, or they're working on it. And then all of the pro-abortion people were saying, oh, it's banning treatment for ectopic pregnancies. And the bill just says, hey, get an ultrasound to prove if you have an ectopic pregnancy or not. And if you do... Don't take the abortion pill. It right. could kill you. Get right. treatment. Yeah, that was the one that everyone kind of freaked out about, wasn't it? Yes. It was pretty hilarious. It was a lot of people who never read the legislation mm-hmm. who decided to panic. A lot of politicians and, like, legislators that never read it either. Maybe they did and they just didn't read it correctly. Here's, and we see this all the time. A bill will either be moving through a state legislature or it'll be passed and awaiting a governor's signature and either Planned Parenthood or NARAL or some other large pro-abortion organization will tweet about it or they'll post about it on Facebook and they'll say, oh no, this is a horrible thing that does la-di-da-di-la-di-da, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not accurate. But they're saying that it does those things because they want people to panic and generate panic and clicks and news media so it's disappointing that they are able to lie repeatedly on national television and nothing happens um but if we make a typo in a press release then everyone is up in arms and they're like oh look they're so stupid yeah come on people um it's the double standard is very interesting very interesting well, we're going to move on to our Things Pro Boards Say segment. My favorite. We never really came up with a better name than that. It's accurate, though. It is accurate. Most of the time we find these things on Twitter, and we try to find them from people who have a blue check mark because they're influencing a lot of people, but they're normally saying things that are ridiculous and stupid. So... Blue check marks don't mean much these day and age. They really don't. They really don't. Um, The first one we found is a cake. 
um, this girl, woman, posted a picture of her of her cake that she had celebrating her abortion. It said, um, it's a, and then it was supposed to say a boy, but she crossed she crossed it out and then put boarded. boarded. Yeah, so they took a cake that said, it's a boy, crossed out the Y and made it, it's aborted and mm-hmm. threw a party. And she, she thanked everyone for coming to her party last night and that it's really important when you have an abortion to have people that surround you because it's, it's something that you should celebrate, but it's also traumatic. And this cake, this picture of this cake has been all over social media all today. I've seen it on a lot of different profiles and accounts. Um, and so definitely, definitely one of those things that a lot of pro boards say, oh, we don't celebrate abortion, but here they are. Literally making a cake. Throwing a cake or throwing a party and making a cake for it. I'm pretty sure that's celebrating. So, so interesting. Um, there was a little bit, though, and I know we posted about this on Facebook. There's kind of, there's an undertone to the post that I think a lot of people who have been sharing it didn't really draw attention to. And and I'm going to read it right now because this is the post by the person who did it. It says, abortion is health care. <clears throat> no, it's not. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and also traumatic. So if, you don't, so if you do have one, please gather all of your closest friends after to celebrate. Be around endless love and happiness for your decision. Thanks to everyone who came last night. So you have this, and if the profile picture is correct, a young woman mm-hmm. who is saying, hey, I had this abortion. It was traumatic, right? I'm hurting. I'm feeling isolated and alone. So I'm going to have my closest friends over to celebrate so that they can give me love and affection so I can feel better about myself. Right. So it's it's sad because who knows where this, where this woman's going to be in 10, 15 years. Is she, she going to be suffering from post-abortion syndrome because she experienced this trauma she decided to bury it and celebrate instead of going and finding help and finding healing. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know. Um, and a lot of women who have abortions bury the trauma. And we see this over and over again. And they'll go 10, 15, 20 years, find out they're struggling with post-abortion syndrome, so depression, anxiety, um, addiction problems being in and out of broken abusive relationships and then they go to an abortion healing program and find out like wow I covered this up and it's caused me this much pain for so many years and then they get the healing and it's such a better and Mm -hmm. it's an improvement for them there is healing after an abortion and um it'd be it'd be good if people decided to heal instead of bury it and then throw a party with a terrible cake yeah and I don't want to like read too much into this woman's life but she knows that it is traumatic she prepared for it meaning she she invited people over before she even had it so maybe this isn't even her first one and she already knows that it's traumatic She already knows, maybe she already knew how she felt in the past and didn't want to feel like that again. So maybe that's why she's doing this. Either way, it's sad. 
Very sad. She fully admits, just that look at the traumatic. cake, that it was a boy. Like, yeah. she killed her son. Um, It's sad. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, she's admitting that it was a baby, and it was a baby boy. And more than that, it was her baby. Yep. Yeah. Well, the next one we found was a picture of a mom, and the one that I saw, I think Emily saw one that was a little different. Um, the one that I saw was a mom, and her son was sitting on her lap, and she was reading him a book. What was the book called again? So it's a book that came out last year that is designed to teach children about abortion. It's called What's an Abortion Anyway? Um, and it's all about, the, the book starts out with uh, basically it's a family walking through an abortion and how it's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. We all need to experience this in our lives. Um, I don't know how to better describe the book. It, it's a children's book. It's designed for small, small right. children. This lady was reading this book to her toddler. Yeah. He must have been two or three. So definitely a, a toddler, ba- or not baby, but little kid book. Way too young to be exposed to abortion mm-hmm. and too young to even remotely understand what an abortion actually is. And then you have to think, and, and the one the one I saw, it was an aunt reading it to her um, nieces. Um, and I I would like to say as an aunt to a couple of nephews um, over my dead body, <laughs> um, no way is anyone would I ever read something like that to my nephews or even want my nephews exposed to what abortion is mm-hmm. until they are old enough to understand how horrible it is. Right. Um and yeah to not teach them from a very young age that it's something that is great and you want to have that in your life and just think about what that does to children they grow up thinking that abortion is just normal part of life normal health care i went they get into high school and all of a sudden they're like it, she's reading one the woman you saw was reading it to her toddler nephew or toddler son or toddler nephew and and what's that kid gonna do in 10 15 years if he gets a girl pregnant when he's in high school well yeah. you can just abort it it's completely well, normal i just think it teaches them from a, such a young age to that there's no value in life exactly and how is that kid gonna turn out you don't know like that not only do they think abortion is fine and normal how else are they going to correlate with other things in their life of devaluing life how else is that going to affect everything else yes because what the book doesn't say is what abortion actually is is ending a human life end of story full stop there's a there's a great children's book there's a baby in there there literally is a baby in there there is a human being and it is not good it is not wholesome. It is not a bonding experience to go in and kill that human being in very violent and cruel ways. Mm-hmm. So maybe things- she should have been uh, reading her kid a book about adoption or something else. That's a better alternative. <laughs> but this is things pro-aborts say, and mm-hmm. when when abortion is not only one of your political 
ideals, but it is a core pillar of your personality and how you experience the world, Mm -hmm. then this is what happens. It's not safe, legal, and rare anymore. It is abortion on demand with no regulations delivered to your door 24 hours a day, no consequences, no repercussions. The Wild West, that's what they want. I think that is important to remember what you just said is that people make this not only into their their political views but into who they are as a person. And so sometimes maybe we get discouraged because we see these people who have made it into their personality being so loud and you think that there's a lot of other people out there like that but I think it's important to remember that there are only a couple people and they're just being really loud because I can you can get kind of discouraged if you think that 50% of the country is just abortion is their personality now when that's not true it's not true at all and it can be very difficult to try and have discussions with and communicate with the people who are shouting their abortion on the street corners and 99% of the time you're never going to be able to convince that person to the Mm pro-life point of view Um, the people in the middle the people who once believed the old mantra of safe legal and rare who admit that abortion is a terrible thing but they said there are some circumstances where we don't want to force a woman to make that decision. Those people are being pushed out of the pro-choice movement. Mm-hmm. They're being scared away by the crazy shout your abortion pro-aborts. And those are the people who you can have real discussions with. And as long as you bring it back to the fact of when is it ever okay to end a human life when is it okay to end a human life that has committed no crime, has never done anything to anyone, the definition of innocence, mm-hmm. when is that okay? And if they say, oh, well, in this circumstance, in that circumstance, well, eh, those circumstances can be applied to people outside of the womb. So yeah, that is very true. The pro-life position is the morally consistent position. Yeah, there's no, well, what about this and this? And yeah, that is that is very true. It is very consistent and there's really no exceptions. Always come back to human life, human life, human life. End of story. And that's all you need to do. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Um, I promised last week that we were having a feature this week, but I think we're going to be doing that next week. So stay tuned for that. I hope you all have a great Easter weekend and thank you so much for joining us.